In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Martin Faravari and Darcy Kemper, two of the players recently added to the injured list. What does that mean for this Capitals team? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about two players that were recently added to the injured list. I know the Capitals just got back two players. They got back John Carlson and TJ Oshie. But now the Caps are minus Martin Faravari and Darcy Kemper. What does that mean for this Caps team? We'll talk about that. Then later in the show, we will talk about an interview that was done with Brian McClellan where he talks about trades and any other moves that the Capitals can make. Is there any flexibility in the first place? And then in the final segment here, we will talk about what do the Capitals have to do to start winning consistently? One of the things that Brian McClellan talked about is that the Caps got themselves in this position they're going to have to get themselves out of this position. So just to get it going here, uh, the big news that you know came over the weekend was that the Caps did fall. They fell in against the Calgary Flames, a team that they they beat the last time. They lost by a score of five to two. But, but the big takeaway from it wasn't the loss. That is a big loss. The Caps now sit three points outside of a wild card spot. So they've, the you know, like Brian McClellan said, the margin for error is very small. The Caps have got to find a way how to start winning hockey games. But the big thing is, like I talked about, Martin Faravari out, a really big defenseman that plays, a, a, you know, a big role in the team. He had two goals in two games, and he leads the team in hits. A physical presence on the ice, not in the same way that Tom Wilson is, but he does, you know, provide that that strength on the ice where he finishes his hits into the corner. And then, of course, Darcy Kemper, who has started a lion's share of the games this year. What does that mean? So in the game, Martin Faravari was going after a puck and Milan Lucic, who has a reputation for being a tough guy got into it with Martin Faravari and hit him into the boards. And then Martin Faravari left the ice and then he left the game at the end of the day in a sling. So the, the projection, the outlook for Martin Faravari is not that great. So great. We're at missing another defenseman. We're missing another player period. And you know, one of the better defensemen, one of the better players on the capitals, they're not exactly a dime a dozen. So how do the Capitals plan on dealing with that? So Alexiev saw some action in this last game. Um, I would imagine that it's going to be Irwin and Alexiev uh, in the lineup. That's just my guess as of right now. And then the other one, like I talked about, is Darcy Kemper. 
So the plan is for uh, Hunter Shepard. It's between Hunter Shepard and Zach Fucale. Um, one of those guys is going to get called up, and it appears right now is that it's going to be Hunter Shepard. Uh, he's been playing lights out down in Hershey, so a really great opportunity uh, for him to show what he's got. So I'm, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. You know, a great opportunity for Hunter Shepard, probably not at the greatest time considering what's going on with his Caps team. I don't know the extent of Darcy Kemper's injury. All I know, he was slashed by Tyler Toffoli. Um, so, I, you know, it could be a lingering issue. Otherwise, it, you know, it could be just precautionary. Like, you know, they were going to go through some protocols with him to make sure he's okay. But in any event, this is not ideal going forward here. So just taking a look at it here, head coach Peter Laviolette said during his media availability on Sunday that Kemper and Faravari are both day-to-day with upper body injuries. Faravari will not play on Monday against the Oilers, writes Washington Hockey Now. Roughly eight minutes into the second period, Faravari took a hit along the boards from Lucic, like I talked about. The 23-year-old has two goals and two assists this season and had goals in back-to-back games. Shortly after that, Kemper left Saturday's game after taking an elbow to the head from Tyler Toffoli. He exchanged slashes with the Flames forward before pulling himself out of the game as he didn't feel right and couldn't continue. It's a big loss for the Caps as the 32-year-old has started 20 games and has a .916 save percentage in his first year in D.C., it appears that Washington will have to make a, a goalie recall. Hunter Shepard is expected to come up as he is scratched for the Hershey Bears versus the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Wind. Uh, Zach Fukali is starting in the team side. Justin Kappelmaster to a PTO is kind of a precautionary thing or to be a stopgap down in Hershey. So good opportunity for Justin uh, potentially to play down in Hershey. Most likely it will be Zach Fukali getting the start uh, there. But in any event, this is, you know, bad news for a Capitals team that is struggling with a myriad of injuries. Um, and, you know, there's not a lot of flexibility uh, as far as cap space is concerned. And I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But, you know, this was a team that was kind of trending in a good direction. TJ Oshie came back into the lineup and the Capitals were playing better. Obviously, they didn't get the win uh, the other night against the Flames. But in any event, they were playing better. But then, you know, you add two more huge injuries to that. I don't know how long they're going to be out for, so I don't want to overplay this. But Martin Faravari left the game in a sling. Doesn't look that great. And Darcy Kemper, you know, is a bit prone to being bit by the injury bug. I get that this injury was not his fault. He, you know, he wasn't, um, he didn't do anything wrong to get injured in this case. But in any event, he is injured. And if you look at his history, he's missed over 50 games in his career due to injury, whether, you know, whatever the case may be. Last year, he missed some time when he was in net for Colorado when he took uh, that stick up high against the Predators. So in any event, unluckiness seems to follow Darcy Kemperon as far as, you know, injuries and that kind of thing is concerned. So then the players that are due to come back next. So Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson, they're saying that they're probably going to know a little bit more about their status mid-December. Uh, you know, it seems like Nick Backstrom's trajectory is going in the right direction. I myself didn't think he was going to come back this year, or I thought if he was going to come back, it was going to be at the tail end of the season, but it seems like he is progressing ahead of schedule. So thumbs up. I like that. What kind of Nick Backstrom are we going to have on the ice? 
That's another question altogether. And then, of course, the biggest player of impact out of the lineup, if you're asking me, is Tom Wilson. Physical game, great goal scorer, a great leader on the ice. So to have Tom back in the lineup, of course, uh, is going to be a really great thing. Uh, so we hope that uh, that we're, we can start getting some of those players back. But Nick Backstrom, the 35-year-old center, has been sidelined since having a significant surgical procedure on his troublesome left hip in July. McClellan chose his words carefully, but he did seem more optimistic than in the past, publicly at least. Yeah, he's progressing well, McClellan said, asked if he anticipates Backstrom suiting up at some point. There's been no setback, so it's positive. I don't know where it ends up, but everything has been positive so far. The next step for Backstrom will be getting into a full contact practice, which could happen soon. In recent weeks, he's uh, participated in a couple of morning skates with his teammates. I'm saying he's doing really well and his rehab is going well. He said, I don't know that it's been tested. We would like to see him in a practice take contact. That will come in the next little bit here, I hope. So, you know, a little bit more cautious when it comes to talking about Nick Backstrom of course he did have that major hip resurfacing procedure but of course the Capitals always play better with Backstrom in the lineup my precautionary cautionary tale here is what Nick Backstrom are we going to have in the lineup you know he's not going to be coming back 100 percent uh, suffices to say, or I would expect him not to be coming back at 100%. Tom Wilson's timeline, McClellan said, Wilson, who is skating on his own, is expected to sign, is, is expected to begin ramping up soon. Tom's good too, he said. I don't have an exact date. We'll get a better picture in the next few weeks. By mid-December, we'll have a pretty good idea. We can be more certain on it then. So Tom Wilson, you know, once we start getting these players back, once we start getting, uh, you know, Dmitry Orloff back and we get Nick Backstrom at some point, Tom Wilson, we can see the shape of this team because, you know, the thing of it is, is that, you know, I know that there's not a lot of cap room, but, you know, the Capitals don't have a lot of time to squander this time. They're three points out of a wild card spot. They need to turn this around. And one of the things that Brian McClellan talked about, and I'll talk about it in the last segment, is is that the Capitals got themselves into this position. They're going to have to grab a shovel and get themselves out of this position as well. The latest on Dmitry Orloff. Orloff missed his 12th game in Calgary due to an undisclosed injury, but the fact that the number two defenseman joined the team mid-trip is a good sign, McClellan acknowledged. It's been a little struggle identifying and helping him through the injury, he said. It's lingered on a lot longer than anyone anticipated. Seems to be headed in the positive direction, which is why he's come out for the trip. We'll see how it goes over the next couple of days. Hopefully, we'll get him in a game. Washington closes out the season-long six-game, 12-day road trip with games in Edmonton on Monday and Philadelphia Wednesday. A really big player to come back to this team. Dmitry Orloff, a great two-way defenseman. Um, an interesting position for the Capitals, to be honest with you, as this team only has John Carlson under contract. And they also have restricted free agents, Martin Faravardi and Alex Alexiev. So, you know, like I talked about with Mike Vogel, it's an interesting position. Obviously, you would like to have Dmitry Orloff come back. He is due for a raise. However, do you want to give him a raise? Do you want to give him a long contract considering that a rebuild is coming at some point? We know that. Uh, so some tough questions 
for Brian McClellan to have to answer as we are heading, you know, slowly, you know, I know it's only December, but March 3rd is the trade deadline. If this team, you cannot wait till March 3rd. I'm just going to put that out there right now. The Capitals cannot wait until March 3rd to try to right this ship. It's, it's going to be done. If they cannot turn this around and start stringing together consecutive wins, I'm talking about like a Seattle crack and six, seven game winning streak. It's going to be tough for this Capitals team to make any headway and make their way up the standing because it's as it stands right now, things aren't looking that great. So the Capitals have got to find a way uh, how to turn this around and get the things going in the right direction. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about what is going on with this Capitals team. Is there any trades that they can make? Is there any flexibility? We'll talk about that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all these things now i take it personally because i have young children at home and if you have young children you can relate you need that boost of energy it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten free contains less than one gram of sugar no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and and alertness it's the one thing with the best things athletic greens uses the best of latest uh third-party testing so that you know that you are getting a healthy product it costs you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit it's cheaper than getting all different supplements yourself you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we're going to talk about what moves can Brian McClellan make? What needs to get changed? Uh, This was in an interview that he did today talking about the Caps' biggest problem. To McClellan, the primary reason for the Caps' inconsistency is a scuffling offense. Entering Saturday, they were 27th in goals per game at 2.76. At the same point last season, they were 5th, averaging 3.52, writes The Athletic. Our struggles have been getting the the third goal sometimes, McClellan said. Alexi Protus has had a breakaway in Seattle. We had a power play late. Those are the moments that we need to convert on. 
Alexi Protus for me is a guy that showed promise in the preseason. He, you know, he had a breakaway there, but he has not lived up to potential. Um, it would seem to me that the Capitals should consider taking a look and seeing what they have down in Hershey. Is there a better candidate than what Alexi Protus has? You know, I know that he brings some intangibles. He's got that bigger frame, but he's not typically intrinsically a tough guy. The margin for error with our team right now is small. He continued referring to the late breakdown in uh, two, uh, excuse me, Thursday's 30-2 overtime loss to the Kraken. Probably for a lot of teams throughout the league, you can make mistakes. The power play meantime was 20th. 20.5% going into the Flames game. You can't have a stretch where your power play is 0 for 21 or something like that, he said, of a drought earlier this season. That's going to hurt you, and it's been hurting us. The OV-fueled unit has been better since Oshie's return, McClellan noted, but it needs to be much more reliable. I think we struggled with uh, uh, without right shots there for a period. And then Osh came back, and it's noticeably different, he said. When we have Oshi in there, opponents have to honor the Oshi threat uh, that we were missing when he was out. They could cheat too much uh, to OV. So, you know, that's one of the things that I talk about, about um, TJ Oshie. He brings the intangibles. He brings a lot to this game. And, you know, he can score goals, of course. But he's that he is that leader. He's got that high hockey IQ. The Capitals in general just play better when TJ Oshie is in the lineup. And that, you know, there's no mistaking that. So the question now is, is there time for the is it time for a trade? Asked if you would consider going outside of the organization to bolster the offense. McClellan said the potential of Backstrom and Wilson returning does not allow for it from a salary cap perspective. It is tough for an LTI team, McClellan said, referring to the team's long-term injury list. You know, those two are making progress. We have to make room for them when they come back. To help uh, our team, you would have to add a high-end guy, a top six guy. They are $5 million or $6 million. You can't add that player uh, when you're bringing back these guys from the LTIR or the LTI. So it is an interesting position, and what I read into that is we're going to see what this team looks like when Tom Wilson comes back, when Orloff comes back, when Backstrom comes back. I think that Brian McClellan is all in on this team. What did he just say in that last part there? That a, a player that's going to help this team, like a top six forward, is going to cost between 5 and $6 million, and we can't afford it. So what I take away from that is that he is going, he's all in. He's pushed his chips all in for this year. Either this team makes it with these players that we have out there, or that's it. You know, he might try to go out there for a cheap option. He might, you know, like a Sonny Milano thing where he picked a guy up, you know, from a PTO that was released from the Flames or Nicholas Abe Kubel, who seems to be kind of a bust as, you know, so far. I don't see the Capitals making any big changes. You know, I know Brian McClellan is a guy that likes to keep the cards close to the vest and not really say what he's going to do. But, you know, there is a lot of truth in what he's saying there that when um, Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, those players come back, there's a lot of money invested into those players. So unless you trade a big player out of here, there's not a lot of flexibility. This is a team that spends a lion's share of their money on the top line and their biggest players, Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, that kind of thing. So they don't have you know, what a lot of teams have where the money is kind of split up and down the lineup. 
the big marquee names on the Capitals are the ones that are getting the biggest chunk of the money. And it puts them in an interesting position because if any of those players that are getting older falter, then you can't really just go out and pick up these big players. You know, everyone marveled at the fact that they went out and picked up Connor Brown and Dylan Strom. But the only reason they were able to do that is because they had that LTIR money from Nick Backstrom being out and Tom Wilson. If they didn't have that kind of flexibility, Connor Brown and Dylan Strom would have never been here. So it is kind of a worrisome thing as a Caps fan uh, to take a look at it. You know, I know that that's what Brian McClellan said. I do think that there's some flexibility on the blue line, like I talked about earlier, that only John Carlson is the only player that's under contract, except for Lexiev and um, Faravari, who are restricted free agents. So there's going to be flexibility. Obviously, those players that are on the blue line, other than John Carlson right now, they're not all coming back. So, you know, it would be advantageous for Brian McClellan and the Capitals to move on from some of those players while they still have their rights, you know, and they could trade them. Because if you wait till the end of the year, they just walk and away you go and you didn't get anything from them. So it's going to be an interesting come to Jesus moment for the Capitals to to which players are going to sign because you don't want them to walk. If you perceive that you cannot sign TJ Oshie or not TJ Oshie, Dmitry Orlov, excuse me, then you would be better served to trade him away right now while he still retains value for you. Because if you wait till the end of the year, he walks, he gets signed by another team. You got zero for him. That's not, that's not wise judgment. So he has said that there has been talks with uh, a lot of the free agents on the team, but, you know, they've been soft talks, you know, just casual conversations. But, you know, I do think the Capitals need to make some moves. And according to, you know, his presser today, he said, we're all in on these players. We want to see what we have. We've kind of seen what we've had on this team so far, and it's not that great. And I don't know how much better this team is going to be with Wilson and Backstrom in the lineup. You know, they're going to be better, but are they going to be good enough to to make it to the playoffs, to make it to a Stanley Cup? That's what it's all about. We're in the winning hockey game business here. We're not into, you know, we're not into the winning a one-off, two-off. We're into winning a Stanley Cup business here in Washington. And uh, that's what the Capitals are going to have to do for me. They're going to have to figure out a way to make trades. I, you know, I want to be optimistic and I want to put on my Capitals colored sunglasses and think that once Wilson and Backstrom and Orlov come back, that that is going to fix everything that ails this team. I'm not that naive. I know how things go. I've seen how this team has played this year. It's an aging roster. The Capitals have put all their chips in on this aging roster and letting the cards ride. Why? Well, there's different reasons that you hear out there why that is. That there was promises made to Alex Ovechkin that he's going to be on a competitive team. My rebuttal to that is, is this a competitive team on the ice right now? Absolutely not. So, you know, I, I know that it's probably nice for Ovi to play with John Carlson and Oshie and Backstrom and all, all his old buddies, but you got to think he wants to chase down Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. And how much better, how much better opportunity would he have doing that if he had guys that could actually play on the top line level, you know, like Nick Backstrom back in the day when he was healthy, dishing him those passes. The Caps have got some tough decisions to make going forward here. But for me, as an armchair GM, I would definitely take a look at making trades. And I know what he said in there. We don't have any flexibility. But what did I just say? Take a look at the blue line. You don't have hardly any of those guys. Only John Carlson under contract 
you know, in the weeds with uh, with uh, uh, Alexiev and that stuff. But John Carlson is the only player. So that means unless you plan on signing all those other guys, which is not going to happen, you have trade chips. You have options of moving guys out to potentially move some bigger guys in. And I hate to say it, if you're going to go and search out for that bigger player, you're going to have to give up someone bigger. You might have to move on from a Dimitri Orloff, as sad as that is. You're not going to get a top-tier player for trading trading Matt Irwin. I hate to disparage him. You're not going to get that for uh, you know these guys that aren't big in the lineup. You know, so that's what the Capitals are going to have to do. They're going to have to assess this team, but they cannot wait too long. I I disagree with Brian McClellan's assessment that he has all this time to wait. Nonsense. I do not believe that for one second. I think the Capitals have got to make moves. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the players not living up to potential and how this Capitals team needs to dig itself out of this mess. We'll talk about that next. Today's episode of Locked On Capitals is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about, you know, the situation out there with this Capitals team not playing that well. And what do they have to do to get themselves out of this mess? Because ultimately, they are the ones that got themselves into this mess. How are we going to get him out? And, you know, there are players on this team. You take a look at Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha was a player that we obtained by trading Jacob Vrana, Jakob Vrana, and a draft pick to get Anthony Mantha. My assessment on Anthony Mantha is he has been very hot and cold. He can, you know, get multiple goals in multiple games, and he can look great, and then all of a sudden it turns off. He's got a big frame, but he's not a tough guy. If you're asking me, is Anthony Mantha expendable? Absolutely. He has not lived up to potential. You know, he he has a big frame, but he's not intrinsically a tough guy. I don't. I'm not talking a fighter, but he's not a guy that's finishing his checks in the corner. He's not a guy that's an intimidator like Tom Wilson is. Uh, but they do have him under contract, so I think that they're going to try to squeeze as much out of him as possible. Anthony Mantha also needs to pick it up. McClellan added the big winger had a goal and an assist both in the same game in seven contests before the Calgary game. He should be a big part of our offense. He said he is big, strong forward. You can see it when he is, his game is on. He dominates the game with size and skill. There are periods where it hasn't been there. Our team is different when he is on. McClellan covered a number of topics during the media availability where he was talking about that also. He was talking about when the Caps were affected by injuries early last season, the Stars shouldered the load. That hasn't been the case this season. At the 25-game mark a year ago, Alex Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov were third and eighth in the NHL in points with 38 and 28, while John Carlson and Tom Wilson both had 23. Through the same number of games this season, Ovechkin had 25, Kuznetsov had 16, and Carlson at 13 and missed seven games because of injury. 
While Wilson has yet to suit up after recovering from his left knee surgery in May, Ovi has been pretty good. I like what he's done, McClellan said. We need more offense from Kuzi. Carlson has missed games. He's been in and out. Those guys have to carry the team. That's just the reality of it. Again, that is him digging his heels in and saying, I'm not going to pursue any trades right now. We can't afford it. The players that are on this team got us in this mess. They're going to get us out of it. Unless they can't. And then what happens? That's the way my head's wired. You know, when people come at me with that strong rhetoric where we got in this, we're going to get it out of it. Except if you can't, what if this team isn't good enough to get out of it? Is that, you know, you're squandering yet one, uh, another year of Alex Ovechkin with his, you know, four years or three and change left that he has on this team. Is that the right move to make? Is it, is it prudent to dig your heels in and say, we got into this, we can get it out. We can get us out of it. Except if you can't. And that's the part that worries me. I, you know, there's the glass half full kind of guy. I am a more of a cautious person. I'm not glass half full. I'm not glass half empty. I'm like, I, I, I'm not so sure. I want more analytics on that glass first. And uh, as I take a look at this Capitals team, as it stands right now, I'm not so sure if this team can get out, the, out of their current funk. You know, I'd like to think that Tom Wilson comes back, Nick Backstrom comes back. They will be firing on all cylinders. I do think that they will be an improved team, sure, but I, I'm not so sure that they're going to be a team that is, you know, good enough to, to be a competitor, um, you know, for a Stanley Cup or a playoff spot. I'm just not entirely sure that that is the case. You know, I want to think that's the case, but I'm not so sure. Just based on what I've observed this year, I'm not so sure that this team, even with Wilson and Backstrom and Orloff and all these guys back together, you know, I think that everyone wants to realign the stars and think it's 2018 all over again. These players have gotten older. There's a lot more miles on the on their odometers. This team's, you know, this team has 150,000 miles on it if this was a car. You know, you take a look at it, you know, of course you're going to be able to get it to 200,000 miles if you keep changing the oil and doing the maintenance on it. But wouldn't you rather have a car that has, you know, like say 50,000 miles on it? Keep the integral pieces on the team. Keep your Alex Ovechkin on this team. Keep your John Carlson. But the guys that are expendable, and that's the tough question to answer. Who is expendable? Those guys you're going to have to move on. All in favor of having the car that's going to be able to run and get you where you got to go. Because as it stands right now, this is a car that has 150,000 miles on it, and you're headed on a cross-country road trip. Crossing your fingers that it's going to run, and it's going to not break down on you. I got to say, I'm not that optimistic taking a look at this team. I'm getting into this old vehicle with 150,000 miles on it that has a lot of wear and tear. And as I even get it out of the parking lot, I have a lot of questions. Is it, am, I, am I going to make it out of the state? Am I going to make it halfway across the country? Am I going to re- meet my final destination? I'm not so sure. And, you know, that, those are the questions facing this team. The Caps have gone all in on this aging core, the second oldest team in the NHL behind uh, the Penguins. You know, there's a lot of teams that are reluctant to change. It doesn't, it, sometimes it works. Take a look at the Boston Bruins, another old team but they're able to string together wins. This Capitals team, however, has struggled all season to do it. Do I think that they have it within them to do it? I think if they got all in the same mindset. You know, one of the things that I spoke about with Matt Wyrick was last year in March, they had that all-player meeting 
that was led by TJ Oshie and uh, Alex Ovechkin, I imagine. And all of a sudden they went on a winning game spree. They won a bunch of games and then, well, the inconsistency last year was net minding and it ultimately faltered. They made it to the playoffs, but, you know, they fizzled. That's what I think needs to happen now is TJ Oshie and the leadership core of this team needs to get all the troops in a huddle and say, what's going on, guys? How do we turn this into a winning product again? And I think they do have it. I mean, there's a, a pedigree of winning on this team. They've just got to figure out how to do it again. So I do agree to a certain extent with Brian McClellan's rhetoric that you have. You know, we got into this. We got out of this. You know, it, to bring in other players to save the team is kind of a cheat, isn't it almost? Um, you know, it, it, and it's a good lesson, I guess, for the Capitals to get themselves out of the mess they got themselves into. Again, not to beat a dead horse, but does this team have what it takes to get themselves out of it? That is the question that I'm not so sure about. I'd like to think that they do, but I'm not so sure. Um, so let's just hope that they can f- figure out a way to turn this back. Dmitry Orlov is tra- traveling with the team. Hopefully he can make his return soon, and hopefully we'll have more news about Darcy Kemper and Martin Faravari. My uh, sixth sense, uh, my gut instinct tells me that Darcy Kemper will be back first. I think that he just got knocked a little bit, you know, took that up high, and he'll probably make his return very soon, in my opinion. Martin Faravari is a little bit more murky. I'm not so sure, being that he left the game in a sling he might be another player that's missing some substantial time. What does that mean? That means Alex Alexiev stepping up. That means potentially Matt Irwin um, uh, getting back into the game and hopefully helping this team out. Or maybe they'll go and try Lucas Johansson again. They keep trying to retread that tire. But in any event, this is going to be a great opportunity for some of these young players to fill in. That's the way you got to look at it. That's how I'm making lemonade out of these lemons, is it's a good opportunity for these young guys to show what, in fact, they have in the tank. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holby, and I'll talk to you again next time.